Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Human Behavior Show podcast. Um, today's I'm super excited to have um, the co-founder of Crescent Health for me today, who are building the future of sleep. Anyone who knows me knows me as a digital doctor, board certified in lifestyle medicine, super passionate about all things preventive medicine, especially sleep. And I've had a lot of experience in sleep working for various tech companies. And, and now um, I'm a practitioner for um, Crescent Health, where I take sleep consultations and sleep clients. And it's been incredible being able to work with a team that's so forward thinking, looking at sleep, which is such an important part of health that is being increasingly recognized and also get to advise the company. Um, and it's a super health tech company. So Jason, first of all, welcome to the podcast. Super happy to have you here. Can you give everyone a bit about your background and tell us what is Crescent Health? Yeah. Hey, hey, so Al, thanks so much for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. And, and yeah, hey, everyone in the audience. Uh, yeah, so really quickly about me. Um, I'm the co-founder of Crescent Health. Uh, we offer digital sleep health coaching and programs so that you can have better sleep quality, better energy, and better performance and well-being. And the primary way that our, our app and service works is we pair you with an expert coach uh, and we integrate directly with wearable sleep tracking devices that you might already have, like the Apple Watch or a Ring Whoop Fitbit. Uh, we support uh, pretty much every single consumer grade device out there. Uh, and the coach is able to integrate and utilize this information to build much more personalized programming and improvement plans for you over time. In terms of my background, uh, I've previously worked in digital health as well as uh, conducted a research study on sleep and wearables specifically. I was the principal investigator uh, and primarily we were interested in really creating more uh, signal out of the noise from all these devices. Uh, when you have, when you get a new device for the first time, uh, you are overwhelmed with a ton of new information. There's a ton of new biomarkers uh, and more and more being tracked every single year by these devices. Uh, and that can be really overwhelming for you know, the average person. Uh, no one really wants to spend hours upon hours researching uh, what to do and what to make sense of this data. Uh, and beyond that, we, we don't know what's actually working best for what types of person. Uh, you know, when you try a meditation for sleep, for example, uh, you might have some benefits, you might not. Uh, and it's really difficult to tell what's actually working for you unless you have the feedback loop coming from these devices. And that's really uh, something that we now incorporated based on uh, the research study I've led in the past. Uh, so yeah, I'll, I'll stop there. Thanks so much for having me again. Uh, so I'm pleasure. Yeah, Jason, I mean, obviously you've had the right relevant experience doing sleep studies. It's so important for an entrepreneur to be well-versed in the, you know, in the expertise of the company they form and the startup they form. And I see that with you, with you and then obviously with Josh as well, um, that you guys are super passionate about sleep, which makes it super important, right? And I've worked with, I mean, the thing what Crescent Health does, it makes insights actionable and believes in kind of how, you know, we can keep people accountable and actually stick to change their sleep habits. I mean, a lot of the other companies looking at Aura, which is a, just a massive, you know, the valuation is incredible. Um, you're looking at Whoop, um, A-Sleep. They're technological products that give you just data on the app, but that coaching element is, is missing. And, and I think that's essential. And 
it's interesting how we have personal trainers, we have nutritionists that already exist, but for sleep, sleep coaches are very hard to come by. And I think you guys have done an incredible job being able to, you know, have a vision of where you can take sleeping sleep to the masses. And, and, and what would you say is the vision right now of Crescent Health? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Thanks for that, that analogy. I think it's a really fitting one. Um, you know, we, we do see ourselves as really having built the personal trainer for your sleep. Um, if you compare the device themselves to scales, uh, a scale, uh, these, these tracking devices really function and act uh, as a, a weight loss scale, effectively. Uh, they tell you what your current weight is, uh, but again, just like uh, a regular scale, uh, when your goal is to lose weight, uh, just having a scale does very little for you. That uh, you really need to work with a nutritionist or a personal trainer or go through a weight loss program. Uh, and, and those equivalents don't quite exist for sleep uh, currently. Uh, and really that's the, the big gap that we saw in terms of really bridging the gap between knowledge and information and behavior change, which is what's the most important for driving the actual outcomes that people want. Yeah, I love how behavioral change is so, uh, you know, central to it all because, uh, you know, founder of the Human Behavior Show and I'm super interested in what makes humans, uh, you know, a, a change behaviors and adopt healthy habits in particular. And after reading a lot of literature, a lot of it is that human accountability, community forming, you know, you can nudge people in the right ways and there's so many different theories around that. And um, we, the wellness industry, I think, is in a very good place right now. Tech meets wellness, I think, is absolutely huge after COVID. Um, and I see a lot of potential. So I'm excited to see companies, you know, like Peloton got a lot of hype. But now I'm seeing this type of verticals in, in every sphere, be it nutrition, exercise, sleep, recovery. Um, these the companies are doing really well. And, and Crescent Health, being an early stage startup, is right in the middle of that as well. So what motivates you, um, you know, about to choose sleep? I know you had industrial experience in it. You've done research studies in it. Why sleep over any other segment of wellness? Why do you think sleep is important for humans? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. Uh, and it's a very personal one uh, in terms of how it started. Uh, you know, I had initially started Crescent in, in undergrad. Um, and uh, right around that time, I was really struggling with sleep. And, and my co-founder uh, was actually my, my roommate at the time. And he can attest to this uh, because my sleep issues quickly became his. Uh, and so, you know, I, I experienced the pain point personally myself in terms of just how difficult it was to actually fix and improve sleep. Uh, I had tried pretty much everything out there. The clinical solutions weren't quite adequate and they weren't very accessible either. Uh, and so that's really what turned me into uh, doing the research myself, looking at the data and analyzing it myself. And that's what eventually led into the research study that I had uh, led as well. And so definitely a very personal pain point and, and one that I wanted to solve for everyone else in the world because what I had realized during all this was that uh, I wasn't alone. Uh, everyone has sleep challenges. Uh, in fact, up to a third of the world, you know, deals with some sort of mild to moderate uh, sleep disturbance or suffers from uh, insomnia, which is just an insane statistic, right? Uh, that's 33% of the world uh, where, um, you know, we now know very, very clearly that better sleep quality and, and better sleep health uh, leads to much better well-being, much better productivity, uh, and much better performance. And so uh, I saw that as a huge opportunity for me to really leverage my learnings and my insights uh, into building a solution that's accessible by, by the world. 
Yeah, and I, and I love the kind of data-driven approach you have. And often, you know, we have meetings or you know, I see you on Slack and you're always posting a lot of data-driven things. And even using some of the, the back-end you have, you know, um, as I was getting onboarded um, onto Dashboard, what was unique is that you had set up some experiments, um, you know, testing five to seven days of, you know, uh, lavender or something else. So I, lo- I love that A-B testing element because I do believe different things work for different people and we're going towards precision medicine. And the more data we have, the more we can go towards a personalized approach to sleep. And that's why it works. I think generic approaches do not work. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, yeah, ex- exactly. You're exactly right. I think the, the field in general has been moving towards personalization and precision. Uh, and it's exactly as you mentioned. The uh, What works for one person doesn't work for everyone else. Uh, in fact, the way that medicine is today is it's, it's very prescriptive towards the average. Uh, the way that clinical trials are conducted is, you know, they take a segment, a population of people, uh, they randomly a- assign, you know, half of the, the group to uh, an, a control arm and, you know, one group to a treatment arm where they might get the drug and then they compare the average uh, effect, you know, and, and that really removes all of the individuality where people might respond very differently to the same exact drug or the same exact protocol or the same exact intervention. Uh, and th- those are, that, that's the opportunity is really, uh, really being able to dig deep into those personal uh, effect sizes, as it's called in, in, in research uh, and being able to leverage that and build that from, from the bottoms up approach. Um, so something I'm personally very excited by uh, is turning these little N of ones into N of many's by seeing what's working for individuals. And then from there, uh, grouping people by cohorts based on their demographics, their age, their gender, uh, you know, all these other genetic factors and other um, factors as well uh, and variables uh, that can really help us determine. And, and then from there, personalize things based on similarities to other people. And, and that's exactly where I want to see health to be. And it's interesting when you post some, uh, um, you know, AI examples of health, as well as having an AI coach. I would love a, you know, a future where, um, you know, all my data is seamlessly being inputted and collected. Um, and, and this is utopia. I kind of discussed in my last episode uh, where you wake up, your metrics are, you know, recorded through your smart bed and your wearables. And then you go to the bathroom, the mirror um, tells you your vitals, your aging, etc. And then throughout the day, you're given actions by this, this AI coach um, on what decisions are best for you that day. And you can override the decisions, but then your de- next few decisions change according to what decision you make. So for example, if it says to me, uh, my AI coach would be to like, re- I, we recommend you get sunlight now, but I don't mm-hmm. get sunlight. Then it will be like, okay, you did not get sunlight, but you can say, for example, now miss caffeine to get better sleep tonight, right? But if you had caffeine, do something mm-hmm. else. So it gives an aggregate. And that's kind of a future that I would love to live in. Yeah, exactly. And I, I really believe that that's the future we're moving towards uh, with all these new wearable trackers as well as, uh, you know, ambient Computing is the other trend that I'm personally really excited by, uh, or, or sometimes it's called as you know the Internet of Things. But uh, you know, as you mentioned, uh, yeah, being able to wake up, uh, go look in the mirror, and then the mirror is using some sort of camera-based sensing to determine uh, and help you measure various vitals. Maybe even your bed is able to measure vitals overnight as well. And so uh, all of this information is able to then lead to much more personalized, uh, you know, routines and much more personalized recommendations throughout your day uh, that are also much more 
real time as well. You know, as you're reaching for that coffee, uh, it might nudge you to drink it, you know, 90 minutes after your wake up time that day. Uh, and then that will naturally help counteract some of the cortisol spikes you might have in the morning. Uh, and so there's, there's a ton of, uh, exciting opportunities for personalization to help you feel better, to help you live ha- healthier and, and happier and just to have a better, better quality of life in general. Exactly. That's the ultimate outcome. And even me as a medical doctor, knowing the information, I think cognitively it's difficult to always be having everything at the forefront, the, the latest research, what decisions you should be making. And if we can offload that, um, it makes it a lot easier and more seamless. And we can, I think we can build better habits as well. So Jason, so we talked a bit about the future. So let's talk about the team at Crescents. Like what I find interesting is in startup culture is that um, you know, teams can make take different cultures. And at Crescent, uh, you and Josh have really focused on having that team cohesion um, in terms of, you know, we just had our all hands and, you know, at the end we have gratitude practice or meditation, um, which is super important. So we kind of encompass the wellness aspect of what we preach. And interestingly, there's been companies, I don't want to name any, that have, say, worked in mental health, but then they have had the worst mental health of their company, right? So it becomes a bit ironic. Uh, but at Crescent, I see that that's really different. And um, you're, you're trying to keep the culture very um, cohesive and friendly, but still one of innovation where everyone contributes and, and we move fast. So how does that come about? How do you guys kind of set up in terms of um, setting leadership and culture? And what are some of the challenges of, of running a startup? Yeah, yeah, that's a fantastic question. Yeah, culture is definitely one of uh, the most hardest things uh, for for a startup, and and it's one that you know the earlier you start building, uh, and the earlier you start recognizing and being intentional about it, the earlier you can set the tone. Uh, it becomes much more harder to change over time as the team gets larger and larger. Um, you know, just like a ship. Uh, you know, when the the bigger the ship, you know, the much the harder it is to, to steer and, and to navigate and change directions. Uh, and so, you know, we really try, uh, one, by bringing together, you know, world-class team uh, of very, very different backgrounds. Uh, you know, part of the belief that we have strongly is that, you know, interdisciplinary backgrounds is, is really where novel ideas uh, and innovation happens. You know, we, our team, we have teams uh, of coaches, we have clinicians, we have researchers and PhDs, uh, we have MDs like yourself, uh, and then, you know, combining all of those experiences and expertise together, uh, you know, you're really able to come up, come up with very novel and creative solutions to problems as well. Uh, and then, as you mentioned, it's really important to have a bottoms-up culture where people take ownership uh, and people are uh, having the flexibility and the creativity to um, to work on things that they're interested in and to work on ideas that they have, uh, that's something really important for for any startup. Uh, and um, you know, I think as companies get larger, it's very easy for bureaucracy to be layered in over time, and, and so it's a constant uh, push back against that. And it's important to have the right culture in place so that that uh, it, it's that uh, inertia doesn't doesn't happen. I feel like we both took Clayton Christians in class. I love that. I love that innovation that happens when you, you know, you have interdisciplinary teams because 100% having 
having been to business school myself and then understanding tech but then being a doctor i definitely can see things from a very different perspective to kind of other medical doctors that i know around me and it's because you can if, if you i think s- surround yourself with people from different disciplines um you're more likely to come up with novel ideas and see those perspectives so 100% agree with that and i i love innovation that's why i love startups as well the ability to move quick come up with ideas and and execute so jason what does the future look like so we talked a lot about the future so for crescent health um you know a lot of companies apple etc have have visions of you know they want to make a for example you know a billion people happier or they want a certain experience for a certain number of people for crescent health or what would be a win in 5 to 10 years time if people are sleeping better is it curing insomnia what what is that that grand vision Yeah yeah that's a great question uh, and and yeah on the long on the really really long time scale you know our goal is really to make consumer uh you know make health something accessible by by everyone uh from their pockets from anywhere they are uh to make it much more proactive versus reactive um you know the 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 problem that we face today is that today um you know by the time you're in the doctor's office um things are usually already Potentially too late. There's usually already a problem that you're getting checked out on. Uh, things are really, really reactive when things don't have to be. Um, you know, we have all these now new real-time data sources that can help us be more proactive and preventative with our health. Uh, and the challenge there is really the accessibility and the uh, the insight layers uh, on top of the the data itself. And so, really, we see ourselves as becoming this. uh aggregation layer on top of all the data out there where we can help people better understand and use that information uh and to make it something that's easily accessible at their fingertips uh from any, anywhere they are versus only in the doctor's office. And I think if that happens it would make the world a happier place because I know especially before covid and during covid as well due to mental health issues sleep became a massive problem and I think a lot of people are having anxiety and unable to sleep um and before that people because of their jobs just were compressing sleep and there was this kind of attitude of if you sleep less you're stronger uh, sleep is like a sign of weakness and this is hustle culture and entrepreneurs are probably some of the worst for that right it's like oh obviously 4 hours is it's seen as a, as a badge of honor that yeah i don't need mm-hmm. sleep I'm, but it's exactly the opposite <laughs> i'd be worried my surgeon had five sleep was operating on me we know the motor skills are going to be worse we know the decision making is going to be worse we know yeah. the emotional control is going to be worse so it's crazy i've i've heard so many horror stories of of surgeons uh you know falling asleep <laughs> literally mid surgery it's it's insane and and yeah i mean especially residents uh and you know resident physicians they they are affected the most um there's a very very pervasive culture of of sleep deprivation and just crazy shift schedules uh, my, my sister was an emergency room uh physician uh resident for for you know the, during the time that she was in residency and yeah it's it's definitely very very challenging uh and, and again as you mentioned in other professions as well uh you know entrepreneurs especially as well there's this historically there's been this culture of you know hustle and um you know I'll sleep when I'm dead uh and um I I think those are very pervasive uh things but things that are changing now over time and I, i think there's been a massive wave of understanding that sleep is performance that sleep is health uh, and that you know prioritizing sleep will actually make you more productive make you uh, a better leader make you uh, more present at home and 
uh, all these other rippling effects that it carries. And I think that's something that we're, we're seeing more and more of as uh, very prominent influencers and other entrepreneurs and, and folks like that are, are speaking out about this. Um, you know, Ariana Huffington is a very, very prominent spokesperson for sleep. Uh, and there's been a lot of scientists as well who are really going out to the public and, and sharing the gospel. You know, Matt Walker's uh, book, Why We Sleep, is a is a sort of a famous landmark, um, you know, I think, point in the history of sleep culturally as well. Uh, and then again, you have a lot of very uh, popular influencers in terms of the mainstream pop culture, athletes, professional athletes who are really also preaching about how sleep is by far the most important thing in their life. LeBron, Serena Williams, uh, all these amazing, amazing athletes that are literally the best at what they do. Uh, you know, just talking about how important sleep is to them and their performance and their success. Uh, and I think the, all of that is compounding and, and, and growing over time. And, and that's something that we're seeing as well, uh, you know, and something that we're really excited by uh, Crescent. Yeah, and it's interesting you mentioned Ariana Huffington with Thrive Global, and yeah, she's definitely pushing it. And I actually hosted um, the chief medical officer at Thrive um, on Clubhouse, and um, Alia Yacoub, she was an MD, and now she helps health tech startups. And she is doing a lot of sleep videos all of a sudden, which is interesting, because I was telling her about how interested I'm in the sleep space a few years ago, and she seems to have moved that way now as well. Uh, so I see that trend really coming. Uh, with sleep, and then her husband was hosted by me as well, Mamoun Hamid, who is a, uh, a VC at Kleiner Perkins, and he is interestingly an investor in FutureFit. And this leads up to my next question: Often startups get compared to other startups, and, and I've heard it as well. Sometimes we at Crescent get compared to like FutureFit uh, and others, you know, because the tech companies, the wellness space, um, you know, I think group closely together. They're different, but I think they're adjuncts to each other. So, do you think? all these different companies tackling these slightly different um, areas of preventive medicine, which I call, um, one, sleep, two, nutrition, three, physical activity, four, stress management, and five, relationships. Um, do you think they work together and they should collaborate and move together, or are they competitors? Yeah, exactly. They're, they're synergistic, right? And, and part of that is because each of these individual verticals are, are just so complex uh, and require very specialized knowledge and information. Uh, it's really, really difficult for you know one company to do it all. And in fact, there's a couple companies who've tried that, and you know they've really uh, had challenges with that because um, you know the the scope is just really, really massive. Uh, and so I, I, you know, personally, we're really excited about opportunities to collaborate with uh, all these companies in the mental health space, in the personal training space, uh, fitness, uh, as well as nutrition. Because, you know, there's a big opportunity to uh, uh, really build this synergistic and uh, full picture of health uh, where each, each base is covered. And, and that's something that we're also excited by and something that, you know, we think we're well positioned to, to help with as well. Having built out the integration to so many different devices and, and now really starting to think about how we can build a much more complete overview of, of health and of someone's day, um, looking at connecting to nutritional data sources or uh, sensors that track nutritional biomarkers like CGM uh, or connecting to uh, genetics data as well. And so I think there's a, there's a lot of room for collaboration in the space. And 
generally in, in digital health as well, the field trends towards uh, being interoperable, meaning uh, things work well together and, and patients also, most importantly, have control uh, over their own information. I 100% agree. I think everything will become more and more integrated and, and that's where we move towards even your voice devices. Um, it will become seamless and that's, that's the advantage of digital health. I think digital health will will be mainstream health and that's where we've been moving towards. And I think consumer wellness is, is, is the best category because I think a lot of our health now, our problems are not to do with those infectious diseases apart from COVID, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. That was an outlier about what we're talking about. But preventative diabetes, we see heart disease, we see mental health problems, depression, all of them come down to the lifestyle factor. So I think consumer wellness has a big, big part to play. And you have to make these things fun, cool, trendy, well-designed, almost competing with luxury brands at times as well, right? Healthcare sometimes is not sexy and that's where people don't engage. Um, and, and with that, so Jason, I'd love to know about any sleep hacks that you have or you that really work for you and, and what gadgets do you like using in your day-to-day life? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. And yeah, I loved your point about how health is really, it's not just, you know, these infections and diseases, it's, it's every day. Um, you know, it, it's, it's what actions you take the moment you wake up uh, to the moment you go to bed. And sometimes even while you're sleeping as well, there's ways of making sure that you are improving your health, even as you're you know, lying in bed. Uh, so uh, yeah, that, that was a really, really amazing point. Um, in terms of gadgets and devices, you know, I think generally uh, it's, it's uh, again, it's really dependent on your own lifestyle and the things that you care about and uh, the things that you want to better manage and better track. Uh, so I think a lot of these companies, they've done a great job of focusing on, you know, very specific, um, you know, types of people and their goals. For example, Whoop is really uh, helpful and uh, fitting for athletes because primarily that's how they got their start. They focus on uh, working on analytics for the professional athlete and they you know, realize that if this is something that the professional athlete can benefit from, uh, maybe the average you know, weekend warrior or, or uh, casual um, you know, runner or, or marathoner uh, would also benefit from these, these tracking and these insights. Uh, you know, similarly, uh, for Fitbit, um, you know, I think something they realized over time was that you know, they really created this device that was really accessible and a really, really friendly app um, that was much more accessible for families. And so, you know, a big part of their their uh, offerings are catered towards you know, moms and parents and kids. Uh, and so I think it's a really interesting, um, you know, current uh, market right now where you just have a lot of options and, you know, you get to choose the ones that are uh, best suited to your life and your unique needs. Yeah, I would 100% agree. And I saw some of the, the health stack you have as well. And um, I was delighted that you use Apollo as well. Um, I'm, a friend, I'm friends with Dave Rabin. Um, and he sent me the beta version of Apollo when it was launching. And it was used by a, a, some football players as well at the time. And um, yeah, I found it really good. And then I hadn't heard of many people I knew using it. But then I saw your, your post. Yeah, exactly. The Apollo Nero is an, a new device that when we're testing out, they were... For, uh, you know, they were gracious enough to, to have sent us a, a, a device, a test device to test out. Uh, yeah, it's, it's super cool to see some of the frontier uh, wearable technology out there. Um, the Apollo Nero device uh, itself you know, basically uh, mimics uh, specific and sends uh, various pulses 
that can then shift your central nervous system state into uh, various states for focus, into relaxation, into productivity, uh, things of that nature. So it's a really cool device. Um, uh, and, and yeah, as you mentioned, um, you know, I, I think there's a ton of devices out there. Uh, the range in terms of what they track and their accuracies, that is definitely going to vary quite a bit. Uh, and I know that we actually have been putting together various resources and guides on this topic as well. So uh, happy to happy to share some of those as well. If you're in the you know looking to to purchase or or decide on a health tracker, that's best suited for you. Yeah, that's what I love about Crescent Health. We have such a as you mentioned array of expertise. We have Jenna. We have a whole kind of um, extensive team that I got to host um, on Clubhouse as well. And um, I think together it brings together so many great sleep resources for people and and guys i do want to at this stage encourage you that if you are having sleep problems or you want to optimize your sleep you're an entrepreneur you're you know a go-getter you want to improve your performance crescent health um, i'm a practitioner there you can sign up with myself um, i'm a sleep doctor and, and do a console and i'll coach you um, through messaging and we can do video calls as well um, so it's actually a superb solution it also collates all your data in very user-friendly and easily interpretable graphs shared as well. So it's like having a sleep personal trainer or nutritionist, which is uh, awesome, I think. Um, so definitely sign up on Crescent Health. I'll share the links in the podcast as well. But going back to Jason, Jason, it's been incredible having you here on, on the podcast and um, being able to just touch on sleep. And I know we've got so much more we can probably cover at a, a later date because when I joined Crescent, I'd worked with Eight Sleep as well as a sleep doctor. I'd worked at a mental health startup, O-Waves, which focused on circadian rhythms. And that's when I got super interested in kind of the biology of sleep because circadian rhythms are, you know, biological, our biological clock and dictates how our body runs throughout the day, our hormone fluctuations. And we're primed for performance at different times of the day. And um, with travel opening up, I know a lot of people's circadian rhythms get disrupted with travel. And at Crescent, we are looking at circadian rhythms. So Crescent Health seems to bring together things I'm super passionate about. A, the future, AI, technologies, wearables, data. B, human connection, um, accountability, behavior change. And then C, uh, that deep sleep expertise. So it's that kind of perfect trio for me and that's why i love being part of the crescent team so jason where can people follow you and where can people find out more about crescent or sign up what, what is the website yeah thank, thank you so much for those kind words so Evan. and yeah we're very very lucky to, to have you as well uh yeah in terms of my my personal social profiles you can find me on twitter at jason l Jin, uh, and and you can follow the crescent health twitter as well at join Crescent Co. Uh, and uh, you can also find the same accounts across Instagram and Facebook as well. Yeah, thanks, Jason. It's been completely awesome having you. So, guys, this will be available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. This is episode 40 of the Human Behavior Show. I'm one of the startups I advise and I'm a practitioner for. So, if you want to sign up for Sleep Console, I'll be available. I had a lot of interest last year. So, Crescent has given me the ability to take uh, sleep consultations. Now, I've got a bit more time as well. So, Jason, I'm looking forward to building the future of sleep with you with Crescent Health. And it's been awesome having you here, buddy. Uh, take care. And I'll catch everyone in the next Human Behavior Show. Bye. Thanks so much, Sarah. Bye.